You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my name is Zeke Robison, and this is Wired. While wolves and domestic dogs technically belong to the same species, there is one major striking difference between them, regardless of how they are raised. Dogs are far, far more attracted to humans. Some wolves will see those who raise them as their parents for life and greet them the way a pet dog might greet its owner arriving home from work. But others reveal their genetic history when they ultimately come to view their rearers as a leader to be overthrown. For scientists who want to understand how dogs came to be our constant companions, this contrast presents a promising path forward. The world is suffering from the Champlain Tower South Syndrome. What happened in Surfside, Florida was not exactly denial. The dispute about whether to direct uncomfortably large resources, and the delay in actually doing so, involved a refusal to recognize the urgency of an existential problem. But this behavior of intentional or self-delusional refusal to face inconvenient truths is far from limited to condo residents in South Florida. Take big tech's anti-competitive behaviors. Government officials focus more on the new infrastructure bill than getting people vaccinated, and not to mention the response to climate change. Everybody knows that sooner or later you have to pay the piper. But who will determine when is sooner? And for at least a decade, privacy advocates dreamed of a universal, legally enforceable do-not-track setting. Now, at least in the most populous state in the U.S., California, that dream has become a reality. So why isn't Apple, a company that increasingly uses privacy as a selling point, helping its customers take advantage of it? Despite its stated and heavily advertised commitment to privacy, the company has not incorporated the global privacy control into Safari, the most popular mobile browser in the U.S. and the second most popular desktop browser. Nor has it built it into iOS, which accounts for more than half of the U.S. mobile operating system market. Now, in California, the law has finally gotten ahead of the technology. However, if even a privacy-centric company like Apple isn't interested, the wait might be longer than you'd think. Want more news you can use? Sign up for the Tech in Two newsletter at wired.com tt. So if you ask anyone in the Wired newsroom, what's on your mind? Here's what some of us are thinking about. 
big tech. The coronavirus pandemic. Climate change. Disinformation and election security. What policing should look like in the future. This is Get Wired. And I'm your host, Lauren Good. Every story about technology is really a story about people. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Get Wired. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.